0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, all my Utah friends and family. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Wanted to present to you a crossover that I did with Jay Stevens, host of Locked on Buckeyes. We talk a lot about Ohio State, where they're at, why they're so fearful of the game. I think there's a lot more uh, nervousness on the part of Buckeyes fans and and even the Buckeye football team for this game than maybe originally thought uh, that'll happen when you watch film, especially with a team like Utah. But Jay and I have a really great conversation about what the Buckeyes' weaknesses are, what he's seen from this team all season long, where he's been critical, and and what he thinks of the Utes and and this game in general, and, and why we're both really starting to get excited for this matchup and why we both think this is going to be a great game. So enjoy this crossover episode with Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes. To your Locked On Podcast Network crossover. I am your host, Brian Brown, aka The Brown Bear at Brown Bear SLC, host of Locked On Utes, being joined by my cohort, my companion, my partner in, in podcasting crime, Jay Stevens. He hosts Locked On Buckeyes. You can find him at Jay Stevens 07. Jay, it's great to be here. For me, um, this is exciting as a Utah fan. We don't get a lot of New Year's Day slash college football playoff attention. And so Utah fans, the whole Utah football community is just out of control buzzing. And as you know, we're right in the heart of early signing day stuff. It is a great time of year to be in this business and be talking college football. Thanks so much for, uh, for jumping in here with me and doing this. Uh, how are things on the Ohio State side of things right now?
0: Things on the Ohio State side of things. Well, Brian, I'm glad to be with you today. Things on the Ohio State side of things, things are getting interesting. And it's not even talking about the Rose Bowl, bowl practice, anything in the spring. It, not even like National Signing Day. It's all talking about the things that are going on with the transfer portal, rumors about more players going into the transfer portal defensively, what coaches are going to be fired, what coaches may be brought in. Just got a new defensive coordinator, but he will not be able to officially start until the day after the Rose Bowl is played. That's been all of the talk going on the entirety of the end of the Big Ten Championship until now. I have heard very little, if any, specifics about the Rose Bowl in this matchup from Ohio State fans, from anyone. It's their day-to-day covering the team. So I'm very interested to see what it transpires over the next couple days or next seven to ten days as far as this game from Ohio State because if we're talking about a week before the game and all the focus is still on the transfer portal and national signing day maybe the focus might not be on the Rose Bowl like many people think it should be because you don't want to end the season with back-to-back losses
1: No, and and nobody wants to go into the offseason on an off note, right? And we all understand how important it is to get those four weeks of practice in after the season so you can get your younger guys developed. Like you said, with the transfer portal, it's just created this chaos now throughout the month of December, and, and you're trying to get recruits locked in. You're trying to close out that class. I think Ohio State is on such a higher national standing than Utah, whereas Utah fans are just super excited. Everything is a benefit right now. Everything is a bonus. You know, they're scrapping all over the place, trying to find tickets. I know there was a rush to go buy them through the Ohio state side of things because they were released earlier. Uh, and it's, I think it's a really appropriate description of where these programs are both at Utah coming off a very, uh, Just a wild season in general, losing two of their players, uh, passing on in in, in the span of a year, having to play through one of their players passing away during the season uh, and then going and winning their first ever Pac-12 championship, making it to the Rose Bowl. And then you have Ohio State, which it almost feels like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, this year was maybe a little bit of a disappointment. Mm hmm. And yeah. that's you know I think that's going to be make for a really interesting matchup because you, you you've got Utah players who are all declaring for the draft but opting into the game. You've got Ohio State players like Chris Olave who are sitting on the fence right now, and and maybe for an Olave it really doesn't behoove him to play in this game. Uh, and, but you know it's hard to say, right? Because for Utah this is a huge deal. For Ohio State this is just kind of another day in the life,
0: Brian. That thing about Alave is very interesting, and it goes back to what I said just a second ago. Ohio State does not want to lose the uh, lose the final two games of the season, and those will be the final two games of Chris Alave specifically his career. A great career, broke a David broke a record during the season, most receiving touchdowns in Ohio State uh, history over over the career. The, the, he says he's done amazing things. He's he's an amazing wide receiver who I believe will do some really good things in the National Football League. But just like you don't know if he's going to play or not, in the back of my mind, might be in the back of his mind, I don't want to have my final two games of my career, my final loss be against Michigan. I want to at least go out on a high note. If we're In Pasadena, it is the Rose Bowl. It's, there's been so many good or great Ohio State teams that have played in the Rose Bowl. That may be a great way not just to cap off your career, but also a great way to not have that last game of your career be a loss. So that's just one player of a few from Ohio State that may be on the fence about playing or not playing in this game on New Year's Day. And
1: I think one of those players that we know for sure will be playing and not opting out is C.J. Stroud. He's a Southern California kid. He's returning home. You know that he's going to want to play well in front of that Hometown crowd, even though you know where he's from in Southern California isn't right next to Pasadena. It's close enough, you know. You can drive there without having to, you know, hop a flight or or cross a state line. And, and in Southern California, it's going to take you an hour to get everywhere, anyways. So I think that that you know, combined with what you're saying about, you know, not wanting to lose two games in a row, not wanting to let this season, you know, end on another sour note, I do think that you probably make a very convincing point in that regard. I think it is very critical to find out what happens with those Ohio State wide receivers because even as a Utah fan you know you get a, a boatload of coverage we all know how good Ohio State's wide receiving core is this is a Utah secondary that is young they do lack experience you know we talked a little bit in the pre-show about Clark Phillips he was a flip committed to Ohio State for a long period of time comes to Utah starts right out the gate has has played really well he's now the most experienced and the most talented corner on the roster which is a little bit scary as a Utah fan when you project them going up against this Ohio State juggernaut of a wide receiver core that's one of the matchups that to me stands out what can you tell utah fans about that wide receiver core and maybe why this this could be a concern for them
0: it's one of those positions at ohio state that's been consistent all year it is very 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 hard to stop a team that has three elite wide receivers I'm very delicate and specific when using words. Um, I try to time them out and I try to make sure that I use them in a proper context. Words like elite, words like great, I don't use them very often. I believe those words are used too much. Another one is generational talent. I could go on for days about that. I believe people use all of these too much. They don't know exactly the proper context to use them in. I think that you have Olave, Wilson, and Smith and Jigba. Three elite wide receivers, Smith and Jigba in the slot. You also have Olave and Wilson, who could who could also play in the slot. And it creates a matchup nightmare for any defense secondary. The one thing I'm curious about with this matchup is not the wide receivers. An inexperienced secondary is one thing, but if they can get some type of pass rush or some type of pressure on CJ Stroud, that's a big way to slow down that attack. And Stroud's been pressured and he's created pressure at times throughout the season. And he still managed to throw 300, 350 plus, sometimes 400 yards in a game when it seems like, buddy, if you just stay in the pocket, if you manipulate things with the rush of the offense, of the defense, you can have thrown for 500 numerous games throughout the year because of the elite receivers you have on the outside. The youngsters on the de- secondary for Utah is one thing, but they get pressure on Stroud. That's that to me is the only way you can slow down this passing attack
1: this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture and you need to upgrade to netsuite by oracle netsuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. The best part right now, over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, but for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com, slash locked that's head to com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses netsuite.com slash locked jumping back into our crossover episode with jay stevens of locked on buckeyes we're talking a little bit about this ohio state team where their weaknesses are what we're seeing want to remind you all be sure to tune in to the college football preview show uh 2021 local experts, betting advice and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday, but it also begins right now as Jay and I continue our conversation on Ohio state versus Utah in the Rose bowl. I'm with, I'm in agreement with you hundred percent. This isn't the, Uh, This is a very good Ohio State offensive line. It's not the great offensive lines Mm -hmm. that we've seen. And to your point, that term that we tend to use so often in terms of, you know, greatness, goat, legendary, once in a lifetime, uh, I – as from an outsider's perspective, you know, Chris Olave seems to slide right into all of those categories, mm-hmm. not, not simply because of his physical skill set, but what he brings to the field as a leader. You know, I remember watching him on special teams. I remember watching him in a high school and just drooling over this guy thinking he was going to be great at the next level. And he has, uh, I do think that that you're spot on in terms of the pressure. Utah brings Devin Lloyd and Mika Tafua, Devin Lloyd, you know, all conference, uh, defensive player of the year. In the Pac-12, he's going to be a consensus All-American. He's one of the best offensive players in the country. You've seen Kayvon Thibodeau earlier this year. That's the one common opponent that these two teams have, albeit it was so early in the season, and I think Ohio State's made just a, a massive development. He actually then. didn't play in
0: that game. He was hurt.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, and even then, like it was so early on in the season, you know, coming off of COVID and everything like that, it was so hard to expect everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, as I look at these two matchups, um, there's really not a whole lot of parallels between Utah's defense and Oregon's defense because Oregon has just some insane talents. Uh, Utah brings a lot more discipline but a lot of pressure. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know what, Utah is a run control, ball control, physical, downhill team. They're going to want to run the ball with Tavion Thomas. He's a transfer, uh, a Juco bounce back. And they want to get downhill and and just roll over you. As you've seen this Ohio State defense, you know throughout the season, you know has there been a weakness to them? And and if there has been, what has it been primarily?
0: Has there been, or how many weaknesses have there <laughs> been? I could go on for days about that. Listeners of this, that listen to Locked On Buckeyes, they know that I can sometimes get intense and a little animated with how I describe this defense this year. One of the things that's been lacking, I'll pick, I'll pick one, not a position group, but just one thing that's been lacking is physicality, a consistent level of physicality, game in, in the game out. They have been soft. They have also been really poor at tackling at times. Um, and I do think more so the physicality aspect and a game against Utah, you can't come into this game and be soft. And I do think that's one concern I have. It wasn't just the Michigan game. It wasn't just some of the games against Penn State and Nebraska. There were other games this year where the Ohio State defense had been soft. It just got covered up by the good things we saw from the passing game and the offense from ohio state more so passing game than running game there wasn't like a two-headed monster that was that was elite 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 level there was more of the passing game and the running game kind of fit in later on i do think that with this team if they come in soft and if they come in with their mind not fully engaged and wrapped into this game it could be a long game for the buckeyes and the buckeyes could be looking at a 10 and 3 season um, at the, in 2021, there, there will be a lot of questions Ryan Day and the rest of the coaching staff will have to answer at the end of the season. Because I know that, one, the people that cover the team, they're tough, but the fans may be tougher, and the fans do not sit well with a 10-3 and, three, 10 and three season Will with as much talent as this team currently has. And understandably so. This is a program that's used to making regular
1: appearances in the college football playoff. This is a program that, uh, you know, has won national championships. And if they do go to Pasadena and drop a game to a, a, a team like Utah, which, look, it's a young up-and-comer. We, we can talk about, you know, how Utah is not quite there in, in terms of the national landscape, but they've been consistent in the Pac-12. And, and the Pac-12, we know what it is, right? It's 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 on the outside looking in pretty much all the time. Uh, but I do find that this matchup is very interesting from a lot of perspectives, right? You talk about, you know, Kerry Coombs has struggled this year. I, I don't think there's any way of getting around that one. <laughs> no, right? no, there's not. Like, 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 I know what it looks like to be in a job when you're in over your head, and I recognize that look really well, you know, with him. Uh, but at the same time, this is a program that has immense amounts of talent resources you know every opportunity within a month span to put together a great game plan to attack a Utah team that you know really wasn't supposed to be here this wasn't supposed to be the year that they were going to make the run and go for the Rose Bowl and everything like that still a very young football team Uh, but at this point like everybody is is what they are you know you, you played a full season you got it under your belts as you look at this game you know how do you maybe see it unfolding and, and what kind of uh, maybe predictions do you have
0: for what could happen? Predictions, how I think things will go, I think it's going to be the more physical team will win. And I do believe – I say that, but I say that all the time, in the battle of the trenches. But, no, I, re- I truly firmly believe the more physical team in- – because the, t- the games Ohio State's lost, one, it's not only like the Oregon game. Oregon was a physical team in that game, and Ohio State did not – come up to the level of physicality that Oregon had. Michigan just downright beat down Ohio State. I mean, won the battle. Ohio State had chances to stay in the game, some poor things mentally, flags, some poor coaching decisions. But take all that aside, Ohio State was physically the more dominant team in that game. There were other games that Ohio State was not the more dominant team in, but they managed to win them. This might be one of those games where Ohio State might not be the more dominant team at times, but i do think they'll need to be the more dominant team to win this game because think about it transfer port talked about it earlier a lot of your scout team guys are not going to be there so you're looking at a different look and scout team during practice do you know if all of your
1: we've been talking about it for a while now prize picks is daily fantasy made easy if you haven't signed up yet i don't know what you're waiting for uh in addition to all the college football action, Prize Picks makes college basketball more exciting. I'm actually having a lot of fun watching more college basketball this year. The game uh, needs a little more entertainment if, if if we're being honest. And that's why Prize Picks is a great option. They're, daily, they're a leader in college sports, daily fantasy. They have more college football and basketball props than anybody else out there. They offer all the players across all the leagues, all the conferences, Power 5, G5, mid major, whichever one floats your boat. Uh, they offer any proper you can think of. Uh, in basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All you have to do is just choose over, under on those. You pick the numbers. You're not playing against anybody. The best part about it, when you make a deposit up to $100, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match using the promo code Locked On. So you just pick your two to five players, choose the over, under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any, injury, any entry. And again, it's just you versus those numbers. So it's not like you have to play against... You know, uh, some sharp in Vegas that sits in the sports book all day. PrizePix allows mixed sports entries, so you can do college football, you can do basketball, you can do NBA, you can do overs, unders, whatever it is that you want. Use the award-winning app in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Go to prizepix.com or use the App Store. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get your 100% deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Last segment of my conversation with Jay Stevens of locked on Buckeyes had a really good time talking to him. We're going to bring him back again after Christmas and and hopefully talk some more Utes Buckeyes. When we have a little bit more understanding of who's actually going to be playing, still waiting to hear back on some of the Ohio state players. We know that Mika Tafua has declared for the NFL draft along with Nephi Sewell, uh, still waiting on a decision for Devin Lloyd. I don't think that that one's going to be a surprise to anybody. Uh, the other one that we're waiting on to hear is brand Keithy, Nick Ford, um, Brand? Mm, if it's taking this long, I wonder. Anyways, getting back to the conversation with Jay Stevens. Had a really good time talking with him. Uh, host of the Locked on Buckeyes, like I said. So go ahead and enjoy the last bit of this. And as always, we'll have more for you coming up throughout the week. Uh, as we're known to do here on Locked on Yeah, I think it's a rare season. And it really, it's the culmination of the transfer portal. What happened with COVID and, and the early signing day period to where you don't know what's going to happen with these teams in December. You, you just can't predict it. And, and maybe some of those older teams that have really worked hard and, and, and fought together and everything like that and matured, maybe they'll stay together throughout the month. But like you said, the transfer portal, it's a wild card, you know, kids going home for Christmas, all that kind of stuff. You just don't really know how focused teams are going to be. That being said, this is a young Utah football team. Still nine of the 11 starters, uh, at any point during the season, uh, were freshmen, some of them true freshmen, uh, especially if you don't count the five games that Utah played last year during the COVID season. Uh, so it's still a very young group. And in in that respect, they are susceptible uh, to, to mistakes here and there. And I think that's the key component for the Utah side of things. If they can avoid those mistakes, if Cam Rising can play a clean game, he hasn't played very clean uh, the last two weeks through two interceptions for the first time in a very long time against o- Oregon. Um, but they were over, able to overcome it because they were so uh, – so strong in their execution, both on the defensive and offensive side of things in the run game. You can't do that against Ohio State for everything that you mentioned, right? They have the elite talent. If they are more physical, then it's a fair matchup, you know. Um, but if if Utah makes mistakes, I think that Ohio State has the kind of talent to where they can burn them, and it could get out of hand a little bit for the Utes. Uh, that being said, I do think that this is going to be a good football game, and I'm excited to see what happens on uh, on New Year's Day from Pasadena.
0: Yeah, me too, man. New Year's Day, starting it off n- the first day of the new year, 2022. You get bowl games starting at 12 noon, probably a game at 1 o'clock, Outback Bowl maybe earlier in the afternoon. Then Pasadena, you get that game. And for, me, for me, I think it kicks, kicks off at 5 p.m. Eastern. I think it's, what, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, local time there in Pasadena. I mean, there's no better way. For me, I grew up watching this game. I know a lot of people listening and watching. They have grew up watching this game as well. It doesn't mean the same thing it did during the BCS era to some, but for a lot of college football fans, it still means exactly what it is. The granddaddy of them all, Utah, Ohio State, a great matchup, and I'm excited for it. I just can't wait for this game to be played.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game in my opinion as well. I know that Utah fans are going to be heading down there en masse. They want to be there. They want to be energetic. They want to show out. That's brought a lot of good out of the teams that they've played this past year. And, you know, I, there's a lot of crossover storylines. C.J. Stroud was was heavily recruited by Utah before Ohio State came in. You know, we, we talked a little bit about Clark Phillips flipping uh-huh. at the last minute. You know, there's the the, the Mahi brothers. You know, leaky's played a lot for Utah this year. Uh, it could be interesting to see them. Them going up against one another uh, so that's an exciting part of it too and i just think that you know uh, ryan day is one of the best coaches in college football right now and he's going up against you know a former urban meyer protege albeit 20 years ago yeah in kyle whittingham and that's a fascinating matchup as, as well. One of the young up-and-comers against one of those guys who's just been around forever and grinding at the same spot. So there's a lot of great reasons to watch this game. On top of that, like it's going to be the last little bit of college football that we get for the next nine months. And I don't know how
0: you could say no to that, right? Man, football, no, fo- no college football until what? January 8th, thinks the national championship. You don't have the first games week of games until Labor Day weekend, September until 2022. A long, long wait. It's going to be crazy to think about, but also going to be crazy to think about, this might be one of the better games of the day. I mean, two different teams, two different mat- – I mean, you mentioned the coaching situations. Just think about how prestigious these two schools are. Ohio State's known – known for being successful. Utah is known for being a solid program. Going to Pasadena, I mean, that alone right there is going to pull a lot of guys that may be looking to root for an underdog, a team that's not really known for being there to beat somebody who could be looked at as the Goliath in this matchup because of the brand, the symbol, the helmet, everything that goes into that. So much to look forward to, man. I'm getting more excited just talking about it.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. If Utah has a brand nationally, it's being the upstart that beat Pitt in the Fiesta Bowl for the first BCS berth. It's the team that went undefeated in two thousand and eight and beat Alabama. We don't have the pedigree that Ohio State has. You know, they they do kind of have that young, plucky uh, upstart in terms of college football history. Um, but yeah, I you know this is one of those games that I look at. Um, no matter who's playing in the Rose Bowl, I'm going to watch. It's the most mm-hmm. beautiful turf in the country. Mm-hmm. You can't convince me otherwise. The scenery is gorgeous. You're going to have one of the best announcing teams in college football in the game. Uh, the pageantry that surrounds the bowl. you know. And on top of that, it's just yeah, when you look at the matchups this year outside of the college football playoff, this is probably one of the premier ones still. Um, And it's two teams that I think have really had an evolution throughout the year, right? Like ups and downs and, and growth and, and kind of stalling out and, and trying to figure things out. So, uh, I was sold on it beforehand. After this, I'm, I'm all in. In fact, I should probably start packing the car and drive to Pasadena right now, start camping out for it. So,
0: <laughs> Might as well, man. I wish I could hop in there with you. It's a little bit of a further further distance for you to drive than myself. So I know you get to drive to make it here soon. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being on Twitter and seeing any pictures of things you might say about what you see or what you're witnessing there. Um, but I'll be a little jealous because you'll be there and I won't be.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be nice. I think we're both in the same uh, bad place in terms of it being cold and wintry where we live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm not excited for that California sunshine. Uh, it's going to be nice. I'm, I'm, I'm a ginger by, you know, obviously. So, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to strategize against the sun a little bit. Um, but no, it, it'll be a great time. I wish that you could be out there. It's a lot more fun when you get to do these, you know, live. And, and we talk all the time. We're in the same channels and everything like that. Very rarely do we get a chance to cross over. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate uh, you joining me today and, and, and letting me take some of your time and, and learn about Ohio State and uh, looking forward to this game. And, and hopefully this isn't the last of our crossovers. I'd like to see a few more of these in the future.
0: I sure hope so, man. This has been fun, very enjoyable. Um, hopefully the first of many. Maybe we can put something together the week of the game for fans to enjoy going into that matchup.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching us here on the Locked On crossover as we talk about and preview the college football playoff and the Bulls surrounding it. Remember, January 1st, the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Utah versus Ohio State. It should be an absolute, uh, I think it's going to be a a brutal, you know, a brutal, physical, fun football game. You're going to see two teams that are coming from very different avenues, uh, but I think it's going to be one that they're both coming in wanting to win so we'll stay tuned for that you stay tuned to the locked on uh podcast network for all of your college football updates that's it for us today here on the locked on youths podcast hope you enjoyed this crossover episode with jay stevens of locked on buckeyes give him a follow if you're uh into following the uh the opponent for the week or whatever jason should follow regardless um but go ahead and uh follow him at j stevens 7 J-A-Y Stevens P H E 07 And uh, you can always follow me At Bramberry SLC Although Shenanigans Probably more than football takes Someday we'll change that Maybe Um, Luckily back tomorrow With Sammy Mora We'll see what the uh, schedule looks like And uh, I don't think there's going to be An episode on Friday Just a heads up Christmas Eve Uh, your boy needs a break so uh, we'll try and get as much content out in in the meantime for you and uh, you know like i always say appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to us we really really do appreciate you all so much it's it's a huge difference maker to have everybody listening and chiming in and and everything like that so thank you so much uh this has been the locked on podcast for december 21st 2021 and we'll talk to you again tomorrow